Welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast, brought to you by the Adaptability Movement. I'm Ben. And I'm Dan. And we're here to give you resources and tools to help you go from a state of surviving to thriving in life. Resilient sucks the life out of you. And while it's a necessary skill, it's one that we don't want to spend too much time in or we run out of capacity. We're here to talk to you more about how to adapt and find the opportunity and change so you can really go about thriving in your own life. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Pool Compliance Adelaide. Pool Compliance Adelaide has a simple mission, to provide professional advice and photographic proof that your pool complies with the relevant state statutory requirements. If you're buying, renting, or even selling a property, make sure your pool is compliant with Pool Compliance Adelaide. Welcome to another episode of our Reflections uh, episode, I guess you'd call it. Uh, so, you know, we're now four episodes deep. We've done an intro. We've had two podcasts with uh, a guest in each. And as co-founders, Ben and I wanted to um, have an opportunity to every now and then do a, uh, a podcast which is more about reflecting on uh, other people we interviewed, things that we've learned ourselves and and how we're applying adaptability in our own lives. And so that's really the purpose of what we're here to talk to you about today is um, we're obviously you know, growing businesses, we've got families, um, you know, Ben's still involved um, in sport and, and, and so am I, I'm just taking a bit of a hiatus at the moment. And so it's just about kind of how all those things add up so that we can hopefully impart and share some wisdom from, from our lives that people can take away and use in their own. So Ben, do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, I just think that it's, uh, we often can go through, whether it's listening to resources like such as podcasts or reading books or um, watching videos, and, and we don't actually stop and reflect and, and look at the takeaways that we have from it. We kind of just um, watch it and go, oh, yeah, there's some cool things, and then you kind of just move on and, and you forget, you forget about it. But I guess what we want to do is actually stimulate some thinking around um, some ideas that you can implement straight away um, or at least have a, some steps to implement. So we often talk about um, with anything that we do, not necessarily what's the what's the, 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 the end goal. Yes, that's important, but it's like, what's the, the next step? What's the first step that you need to take? So, so, yeah. so often people can, can get stuck up on maybe steps three, four, and five when they forget about steps one and two, which is if, if you don't start, then, then you can't expect to, to get to that, that goal. So how can we uh, make it as simple as, for people as possible to, to really uh, take what they've learned and implement it? And then how can we make sure that it's not just something that gives you a bit of inspiration once and then it's gone? It's like, how can we, again, we talk about reflecting um, in terms of how, to, how can we constantly reflect on our lives, whether that's daily by doing things such as journaling or um, whether it's having, you know, uh, quarterly, you know, half yearly, yearly, um, points whether it's in your, in your career or when you're in your personal life or, or whatever it is and and really making sure that we um, reflect on what, what's happened what's gone well what hasn't gone well how can we do it better so that we can sort of live a life that has more purpose and meaning and not just sort of float through sure and so if i'm to summarize that a little bit um we're talking about so reflection being the the um, act of of stopping of being present in that moment and sort of taking stock of where you are yeah. Um, you know, what you've recently kind of um, downloaded or learnt or whatever you want to call it in terms of that uptake of information and then trying to use that in a way which is, is practical. So to take that message of adaptability, we want to go, okay, 
where are we now? Like, what do we have available to us? What, yep. you know, what do we still need to learn? And what do we need to do to move towards the direction that we want to head in rather than away from something that we're, um, you know, less satisfied with or, or fearful of? So uh, for, for me, that's, um, you know, you, you mentioned about the first few steps and, you know, we've had an experience in our business of being great planners, like, and, and often picking up on trends or, or um, maybe even starting a trend initially, but not over planning it in the initial stages and thinking yeah. we need to get this perfect system in place before we could roll it out. What we've learned from that is that um, things change. Yeah. So from your original concept of what it might look like, that's probably going to change within the first two steps. Yeah. So if you're going to plan through to steps 12, well, you might have actually wasted a lot of energy on, on what it's taken yeah. to build that system out to 12 steps without understanding that that, that overall picture should just be a vision. Yeah. And it should be fluid in nature so that when we get through those first two steps, we can again reflect, take stock, and then work out where we need to tweak things and mobilize things based on the new information that's been presented since. Yeah, and I think that the point of this podcast as well is is it's, an, it's a chance for us to reflect as well. Like, yes, we're reflecting on what we've learned from the guests and um, and whatnot, but it's also a chance for us, you and me, to, to talk about things that we've learned um, over the last sort of few weeks, months, whatever it's been. Um, in our own personal lives, in our business life, um, and making sure that we uh, take that time to, to have an understanding of, of what's working, what's not working. Um, because as you said, like you, you need to make sure that you, you're not over planning. Cause if, you, if you're going, cause the amount of times that we've um, planned out this perfect thing, this perfect program, this perfect whatever, and then we get two steps in and it's like, well, actually, this is going to be completely different to what we thought, and we've just spent ten hours, you know, writing all this stuff up. It's like, we'll, like we ha- we often then get we suffer from the perfectionist mindset of like we need to have it perfect before we go out there and, and start putting it out um, to the public. Or um, even recently, we've kind of um, been trying to develop our website a bit more, and it's kind of like, well, what's the it? I guess like working in, in previous places before, like. Um, especially in software and stuff, they talk about like what's the MVP, the minimal viable minimum viable product um, that you can get out, um, put something out there so that it's it might be eighty percent um, of what you want it to be, but then that last twenty percent is just refining it along the way. Because if you put out something that you think is a hundred percent, you're going to take off so much more time, and then you're going to work out that you've got to refine it anyway. So you're never going to put out something that's going to be hundred percent perfect, and that you're never going to have to adjust. Yeah. Whether it be a program, whether it be um, a website, whether that be a new business in general, or, or or whatever it is, a piece of work, it's always going to be never complete. There's always something more you can do, and so yeah. you got to get out of that mindset of, all right, I got to I got to have this perfect before it goes out there. It's just get stuff out there. Yeah. You know, that's what we've learned. Get stuff out yeah. there. Get it. Get it happening. Get it moving, because then that creates momentum, and momentum's like a massive thing um, in in business, in life, in, in everything, because if we speak about um, making sure that once we've got the, the cart going, like it just, it, it can push, start pushing itself eventually rather than us having to constantly push it all the time. Yeah, yeah. The gr- I mean, the great learning for this in, for me is, is absolutely that, um, yeah, like <laughs> we, we have, we've gone through that cycle and cycle of, of over planning and, and really it's about, if we get a couple of steps in, if we take those first few steps, build some momentum, get some feedback, then we can actually come back 
reevaluate, like tweak some things, and then push on again with yeah. much more purposeful, um, you know, uh, direction as well as sort of making sure you're satisfying the things that you want to satisfy and the people that are engaging with that. So. Um, yeah, look, it's it's definitely been good. We've, we've caught ourselves more in the moment when we started to get caught up in that because yeah. it's very, it's easy to do both from a perfectionist mindset, but also from this sort of sense of I've used the word hopium before with you, and yeah, um, and to me, hopium is that idea that it, it feels really good to sort of dream something up, mm. to to create and to innovate and and to explore that in this um, in this visualization world, because in that world it can be perfect, yeah. right? And so you're like, yeah, we've got this great idea. We're going to do this. Like, it's amazing. But you, you haven't even, you haven't tested it. You haven't trialed it. Like, um, and, in, and until you take those first two steps, like, you, you're not actually going to work out if it's, if it's going to play out the way you expect it to. So yeah. um, letting go of that a lot has, has definitely been helpful for us. Um, and just like coming back to that sense of alignment, like, what do we, what do we feel we, we need? Like, um, to satisfy us as well so like you know if we were to come in as a as a customer or one of those other stakeholders or people um, that are interacting with what we're offering what would we expect to see what would we want to experience and the experience is the big one for me because i think experience is is what makes something worthwhile you can go and see the um the most educated or most um uh, prestigious person in the world on a particular topic but if there's no charisma, there's no um, connection, there's no experience, it's it's going to be like sitting in there like you know, lecture theatre, like scribbling yeah. notes to someone that you never actually have a personal relationship with on a topic which you thought you're interested in, but without context or connection, it just lacks, it feels dull. Yeah, well, we've all done stuff before where, whether it's like, you know um, done sort of program or, or been involved with some sort of business that the 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 product might not be as good as what other people are offering but they offer that amazing experience in terms of like it's it might be like and and fitness do this a lot like like yes um and we got caught up in it a fair bit is like we need to write the perfect program of the perfect thing it's like have it like everything that's scientific everything's got to be gold standard yeah exactly which which is is great whether if you're working with probably like elite level athletes um but then the the average day-to-day like young athlete or whatever like they just want something where they can come in and they can they're going to get better anyway they're going to learn and improve and from whatever you give them but it needs to be an experience that they want to keep coming back to and enjoying and and all that sort of stuff so that's what we've learned a fair bit from um yeah i think it's something that, that the more we do things the more we understand that it's not it's not necessarily like about how amazing your product is if you if you can't um, have people keep that, that's not the key it. determinant. Like no. it, it's it's important to have a good product. Oh, yeah, definitely, like yeah, yeah. we we definitely not neglecting our great or great service, but it's like how does it make you feel? Yeah. How does it, how does that experience make you feel? And and it's def, you know we all know like if you're in a, in a stimulating environment where you feel connected, you feel valued, you feel like you belong, um, you you want to be there. Like mm. you want to invest more. You give more freely. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel hard. No. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about you know, this feeling of connection, of ease about what you're doing. Um, and so, you know, it's about how can you take that to different areas of your life? How can you take that to your relationship, to your workplace or your career, to your sports um, stuff? And, and even to your own sort of internal mindset, like yeah. in a way that, um, you know, creates more alignment for you. And therefore, like when you're in alignment, you're in flow. Yeah. 
and when you're in flow, you would generally achieve more with less effort. Yeah, and I think that like to move, I guess to progress now to, to talking more about the guests that we've had. So um, obviously, we, um, Bevan Jones and, and Clifford Miner um, have been our two guests so far, and two great podcasts, but two very different podcasts in a way. And I think um, with Bevo, like what we're talking about before about just getting started and and the end product being completely different to where you start. So he's, he spoke about um, how he he wanted to be a, a radio announcer and stuff and, 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 and lost his job, um, his, his dream job as he called it, um, in the Riverland. And then was like, what can I do? And then someone suggested to him to just start like a footy tipping video segment, which he started. And now it's turned into thing, uh, like four, uh, four years later, it's now turned into something where he's interviewing like these big name people like um, who have had, as we spoke about before, like amazing experiences. And, he, and and now he's having these amazing experiences with these people, which started as a, a footy tipping thing and, and it progressed from all the way along there. So um, he probably never imagined at the first place when he first started a, a footy tipping thing that he was going to interview, interview um, George Columbaris. Um, <laughs> like, why would I be doing that? Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's had these amazing guests and, and it's just evolved over the years to, to, yeah. to where it is now. And um, Yeah, I, I, that, that was a, a big thing that I took away from, from his podcast. I don't know what, uh, yeah, did. look, I just thought his, um, his story is a, a great one in terms of like, it's not about perfectionism or, or already sort of feeling like you're at this lofty level of success, mm. like whatever success means to you. It's, it's about going, well, there's, there's a great story here about resilience and adaptability. You know, he was able to sort of get through a tough period. He was able to kind of take stock to reflect and acknowledge where he was at and then go, what's available to me? And he sought out mentors and he trusted their advice and, you know, that put him on a path to, to, yeah, like you said, four years of of cumulative kind of um, experience in creating something which is now welcoming in a broader audience, um, you know, more um, recognized names for that audience. yeah, whether you know, in terms of like learning and stuff, like it's not about status per se, but if someone has got um, a lot of wisdom or a lot of experience in an area and you can yeah. you're familiar with that, well, that can make it easier to, yeah. to learn from that as well. Yeah, and I think like we always speak about um, opportunities and creating more opportunities from from whatever situation you're in, and that's what he's done. He's he, he mentioned that like I was like, how do you get all these guests like? Like he's like he's like I'm I'm just a, I think he said something around like I'm just a nobody from wherever that that and now he's got all these massive names on his on his podcast and and he he just said he just contacts them and just cook and, yeah. and he like he's like at the start you know he was really nervous about it but now he just sort of puts it out there and yeah. and people say yes like it, it's amazing what happens yeah. and what doors you can open by just doing so the amount of people in life that don't do something out of fear of, oh no, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? Or, you know, I want to mental energy that they spend on that thought process as well, rather than just acting and dealing with anything, any discomfort about rejection. Yeah. It's that fear of rejection. Yeah. hundred percent. It delays us in it and it, um, it suppresses our, our progress. Yeah. And like we, and we suffer from that as well from, from like many times throughout our, our, um, our span of business. And it's, 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 it's just thing, like if you think at the back at the end of your life and go, oh, you know, like you're probably going to regret things that you didn't do rather than things that you did do, aren't you? Like yeah. it's going to be like, oh, you know, we should do this, we should do this. Like yeah. not, not, oh no, I was, you know, in, in his case, he's like, oh, damn it. I wish I didn't message 
George Gombaris because he said no. Like he's, he's going to be like, well, how good is it that I did? Because he said yes, and and now he's on my on my podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's another big takeaway that I took from from his podcast is just like open your own doors. Don't wait for doors to open. Like actually, like yeah. make make things happen. But also, be, just be a great responder. Mm. Like, and I think this is this is definitely something that I've learned with with the both of us is. Um, yes, like create, innovate, like, um, you know, grow something and, and sort of lead something. But at the same time, like how quickly can you respond to a situation? How quickly can you respond to feedback? How quickly can you respond to a challenge that's thrown your way? Because ultimately that's going to determine your progress. Yeah. Not just, you know, being a bull at a gate and sort of climbing over the top of people to get where you want because mm-hmm. it doesn't win too many fans doing that. No. You know, you might achieve monetary success or status success, but what's the cost? Whereas if you can do that sort of stuff in a way which is in alignment for you which, and you set clear intentions about it but not too high expectations on how you mm. get there, then the rest of it becomes, well, as, as new information comes in or as something changes, then I can adapt, I can adapt, I can adapt. Yeah. And to, that to me was, was sort of what I picked up from, from Bevo was that you know, there was a lot of relatability there in terms of his experience of school and, um, and feeling bullied or isolated and those sort of things. And for me, that, that hit home. That was an experience that, that I could relate to. And, um, you know, but for him, it was always about what's next. How do, I, how do I grow myself? How do I, you know? And just, again, none of it's about perfection. Like, it, you know, we're, we, we're both openly here saying that we're, we're here to grow. Like, we, we don't feel like we've achieved all we want to achieve or that we'll ever reach a point that feels like that. No. Just that we have this intention to continue expanding our, our view of things and our understanding of stuff. Yeah. So I think like, as I said, like the biggest takeaway action points for me from that one was just to actually just do and 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 don't let fear stand in your way in terms of what you want. And, and like we, we've been particularly um, over the last few weeks we've been speaking a lot about like visual, visualization and manifesting things and, and how powerful language is yeah. um, and that actually creating creating stuff for yourself and not waiting for things to happen so going out there and, and if you if you like for us like we're, we're trying to you know contact more organizations more schools to, to work in like don't just wait for people to come to us like let's go out there and, and actually like um, proactively seek out it's like oh okay I know this person this person this person like let me go talk to them they might open yeah. up another door for someone yeah. else um, and again it's not it's not necessarily the, um, the the person that you're going to talk to is going to be able to go oh yes come in and, and do whatever it's like well it, it might open up a door or they might know someone else or or later you know, you know in a few months time they might go oh we need we need something um, more around adaptability and yeah. all this sort of stuff and they go, oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah. remember these guys have sure. a, a program that they spoke to me about. So it's not about that instantaneous success or um, making things happen straight away. It's like, well, how can, you, how can you put the foundations in place to then reap the rewards at a later time as well? Yeah, so it's planting seeds, right? Yeah. Planting seeds of intention and then being a great responder when those yeah. situations, opportunities come up. Yeah. Adapting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then the um, other podcast we had was um, was Cliff Miner. Yeah. Um, so Cliff's a uh, sports person, so um, he's played um, at a high level in, in soccer or football, if yep. we want to call it that. And there's a lot of Australian viewers here, which you know, would prefer to use one term than the other. But yeah. 
uh, and is also doing his doctorate in psychology. So really, really fascinating conversation there just in terms of perspectives, um, particularly because Clifford um, grew up in uh, Kenya as well. And so, you know, culturally, there's a, a different um, approach to the way you do things and yeah. very, um, very direct and um, very, how would I, uh, you know, it gets to the point on, yeah. on a lot of issues. Like, is is very, um, is very, very able to be introspective and to um, consider a situation, but is very clear about yeah. needs, intentions, expectations, that sort it's of not, stuff. It's as not, well. it's not being blunt. It's, but it's just not having all that fluffiness around everything. And it's just like, it's like, all right, well, all right, this is what you've told me. This is what I'm hearing. Like, what can we do about it? Rather, yeah, than, rather just being than just, really clear. Yeah, rather than just, yeah, as you said, like fluffing about or, or just throwing Which in is, a bunch of other stuff. So almost the opposite to an Australian culture. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um, and you know, like, it's, you know, we, we have this tendency to sort of um, soften the blow, mm. like in terms of when we talk to someone. So, and it's interesting because, you know, we do that in a way that we say it's for the other person's benefit. Like, oh, we didn't want to come across too harsh or too blunt or, or whatever. But really, it's, it's actually about our own discomfort. We didn't want to feel like we were a bad person because we said something in a way which, um, was hurt someone else's feelings. Yeah. And the intention is, if you go in with the correct intention, then that shouldn't really be part of the equation. Like yeah. if I go in the intention to um, be clear about my message and to deliver it in a compassionate way, well then why do I need all that fluff? Yeah. If I go in with a fear of offending you or um, whatever, then I'm not, I'm, I risk not getting the message across um, clearly. And when I do that, I risk that it's gonna cause us more disharmony in the relationship yeah. anyway. Yeah, I thought like the biggest thing for me from that conversation was was about self awareness and um, and expectations, as you, as you mentioned. Like the amount of time, like he mentioned the story about him and his mate. Um, his mate told him that he's not being a good friend, or he, or something along those lines. Um, where he he didn't realise that he wasn't because his mate had a different expectation of the relationship than what he did. So, um, it it really hit home in terms of like it got me thinking straight away in terms of my relationships um, with everyone, whether it's be family, friends, um, co-workers, or anything like that. Like, how can we be better at setting expectations of this is this is what I like to do or this is the way I like to do things. This is the way that you like to do things. Where's this this middle ground that we can meet? Because it might be. I don't know. Using an example of like like a, a like a romantic relationship, some like one of you might like to I don't know contact all day every day and like message do sometimes lots of messages, lots of phone calls, just keep up to date. Whereas the other one might like not like that. They might just like to chat in person and say, oh, you know, I don't want to message or anything. I'll just see you when I get home or whatever. And so it's about understanding that other person's expectation and and understanding that okay, yes, I do things this way, they do things this way where's this middle ground that we can meet in and, and where's an expectation that we can set together so that then we can sort of both get out of it what we want to get out of it. Because if, yeah. if, we, if we're both like pulling in our direction, as we, like, then, then ultimately um, the relationship is the thing that suffers. And we speak about that all the time is that there's, there's like, I guess our, our relationship, but then there's the relationship yeah. like in terms of um, there's there's me in it, sorry in any relationship there's there's three parties there's, there's there's me you and our relationship yeah and if 
if I'm getting what I want, if I'm not getting what I want and you're not getting what you want or, or all the relationship isn't getting what they want, then, then we're all getting pulled in these different directions. So ultimately, we need to come up with something that's going to be good for the relationship because if, if the relationship is the one that's breaking down, then everything will break down. So yeah. um, we can't... And the relationship feeds us. Yeah. Right? We, so the first thing is to go, is the relationship worthwhile like, or, or, or can it be worthwhile? Do you something you want to persist with and, yeah. and grow? And usually the answer is yes, thankfully. Yeah. And if that's the case, then it's gone, well, to, to do that, like we, we always, you know, often you talk about how the, the combination of two things is greater than um, the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's kind of the same premise. So we're going, well, by working together as a team and, and in, within this relationship, we, we achieve more. Like we um, move closer towards the things we want. We, we get the benefits of um, those interactions, of growing together, you know, interacting together. Yep. Um, and so then it's about, well, if that's what we want, there might be personal needs that we have as well. It's like, um, you know, uh, I might like the, you know, you made me coffee every time I come into the office or something like that, right? Yeah. And that's a need I have. And if you don't make me coffee, then I get a little bit like salty and upset yeah. and like, cause like, well, Ben made himself coffee. Why didn't he think of me or something, yeah. right? And it's like, but that, that's a pretty personal need. And, and it's, what it's doing is it's, it's asking something of you, which I may or may not have been clear about. Um, and it doesn't necessarily feed the relationship. Yeah. However, if we look at it from a different point of view and we think about the, what does the relationship need? Well, it needs presence. It needs communication, like things to be clear. It needs care for each other. And you know, if all of that exists, then it's not about me um, expecting you to make me a coffee every time I come to the office. It's more about that if you're making a coffee, you might offer me one and, and make one yeah. at the same time, right? So it doesn't become a chore. It doesn't yep. become a tit for tat that I did this for you and you have to do that for me now. Yeah. It becomes by investing in this, we both benefit from it. Yeah. And that'll look differently in that we might compromise on things or we might just reframe how we go about things. Mm. Yeah, and I think like the thing that he, he spoke about was actually setting those expectations and actually having a conversation, not just thinking, oh, this is what they expect as well. Like, like I, just because you're doing something doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you either want to be doing or, or, or think you should do. Like it might be, you might just be doing something because that's what you think I, I want. And, and at the yeah. end of the day, it could, be, it could be like, I'm doing this because I think this is what you want. You're doing this because you think that's what I want. And then neither of us actually want that. Like, yeah. And then we're both just, you know, we're just both just sucking the energy out of ourselves because yeah. Um, yeah. we think that's what the other person wants. And, and then it's like, well, actually, we sit down and have a conversation. It's like, actually, I don't want that and you don't want that. So why the hell are we doing it this yeah. way? Like, it's like, yeah. why, how can we do it as early as possible when they spoke about like, especially if you're just starting a relationship, like how can you set the intentions um, ex and expectations from basically day one um, to, to understand how each other likes things done so that then you can be more mindful about when you're interacting with each other or when you're doing certain things, how can you make sure that um, both, both parties are getting what they, they need out of it yeah. and, and not, and it's not pulling each other apart. It's actually helping, bonded yeah. together more. Yeah, because we, I think this is one of the biggest things that people can take away and use straight away is that where in your life are you making assumptions about someone what they what what someone wants or needs from you rather than just asking them. Yeah. Rather than just being really clear and and vice versa, like where do you feel like you're not getting your needs met or you're not being understood, where you could explain things better to someone. Yeah. So you know this is de like I've I've taken this back to my relationship as well, like person um, with my wife and. Um, it, it was brilliant. Like straight away, we were able to identify some things where yeah. um, we could acknowledge um, areas where 
we could be more impactful with the energy we put into the relationship yep. because it was things that we then understood better about, well, this is a high impact thing you do for me. Like, I really love it when you greet me at the door, like, yeah. you know. And it might be small things that you, like, like greeting at the door, like, that's a pretty small thing, but at the same time to you, it could be a big that's what, thing. Yeah, small, small, like minimum viable product yeah. or like, you know, minimum effective dose when we talk about you yeah. know, effect in the gym. That's what, it's really what it is. And it might not, what, and it might be ve- like, some things can be very obvious, but then other things can be like not obvious at all. It's yeah. like, you might like that, but yeah, like you, like Kim, your wife might never have thought it. She'd be like, oh, well, why, why is, why is he like, why does he care if I do yeah. that or not? Like, yeah. Uh, but also showing gratitude and being present in that moment. So if, if your partner <coughs> or whoever it is, let's say, let's use that example. So yep. greeting at the door. So if, um, if Kim comes and greets me at the door and, and I come home, but I'm on, I'm, I'm still on the phone call or I'm like, I've just got to pull these things down first and I get distracted by the kids. Well, why would, you know, if she hasn't then got that feedback from me yeah. that says, I'm really grateful for this. I'm, this is the, the moment. This, you know, I like that you do this for me. It makes yeah. me feel special, important or whatever, valued. Um, then why would she continue doing that as yeah. well? So like, it's not just the verbal feedback we give people, but it's that non-verbal like um, body language and, and the rest of it adds up to that as well. So um, I just think it's, um, you know, it's interesting because, like you said, small effort for mm. high impact, whereas um, it could be something else like, um, you know, someone, I don't know, like maybe it's like a, a task-based thing, right? That sort of um, being of service to someone. It's like, oh, they always uh, pack your bag or something for, for when you go away or something else, right? So a bit more effort involved in that. Yeah. But if someone doesn't appreciate that, if someone actually likes packing their own bag or whatever it mm. is, You've now put in a high amount of effort, but got a low result. Yeah. So there's a bit of, you know, frustration, bitterness, resentment. Maybe yeah. that other person doesn't even recognise that because that's actually not what they want. And maybe they have some ill feelings because they're like, well, actually, you took that away from me. Yeah. I wanted to do that myself. Yeah. And like, this is. Can you see how easily this disharmony can come about in a relationship yeah. through good intentions, but just like the the terms of of engagement weren't clear. Yeah. 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 And again, it comes back to communication and how how well can you communicate with each other about how you're feeling what you do like what you don't like and so often we hide things from people in terms of relationships both romantic and non-romantic because we think oh you know like if if i do this or if i say this then you know they might not not like it or whatever or um you you you're really making you're making things harder for yourself by not verbalizing how you're feeling or and i don't mean go out there and, and go oh you know, you make me feel like this when you do this and this and this yeah. and like and just dump everything on someone because that 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 can do the complete opposite. Yeah. So it, but it's about just making intentions like, oh, thanks, man, I really appreciate when you do this, or yeah. um, like, or even asking someone like, how do you how do you feel when I when I do this? Is is it actually something that you enjoy, or is it is it actually something that you yeah. like, you don't really care for, or well, doing the opposite and actually making you resent me more, even though I'm yeah. trying to help you, like you spoke about in that situation. So like. And that's one thing I'd, I'd challenge everyone listening to do is to is to go out there and, and whether it's your, your, your partner in terms of a romantic partner or, or, or family member or even a friend and, and just actually go to someone and, and talk to them about expectations within the relationship and, and, and ask them and sit down or, or have a phone call or whatever it is and, and say, hey, like, what are, what are you wanting to get more out of from this or what are you... What am I giving to you that, that's servicing you really well, or where do we where do, where can we fix things up, or where can we um, add something, or, or yeah. whatever it might be, 
but just be more clear about expectations around the relationship and, and, yeah. and what you want to get out of it. Yeah, and like I really like the the premise of inviting someone to do that. Mm. Like often, the closer the relationship is, the more um, again we assume, the more we kind of um, expect. But rather than doing that, like yes, there is the relationship as that third entity, but also respect the individual. So it's like don't take for granted that, that there's some sort of possession or ownership there because you have a relationship together. You know, invite someone. Would you like to come and do yeah. this with me today? Not, oh, I was. I just thought you'd be there. Like now that you're not going to be there, that you know, now I'm annoyed because you didn't let me know that. It's like, well, no. Like you know, if if I want to go to the beach on the weekend, I I'll invite my partner to go to yeah. the beach on the weekend with me. Don't tell them you. Oh, we're going to the beach on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, you know, it might be that um, you know, you want to talk about this stuff. So it's not like, oh, we really need to talk about this stuff for our relationship. It's like, look, you know, <coughs> would, would you be interested in in like just talking a bit more about expectations in a relationship, like. Yeah. You know, had this conversation or listened to this podcast and picked up a couple of things I wanted to, yeah. I thought could be useful. You know, how about we just like, and do it like create a setting which where people can feel disarmed and comfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, so do it at dinner, like go out somewhere or, or you know, go for a picnic or whatever it is. But like, you know, don't do it at home around family and kids and like mm. in an environment where there's other things going on. Do it in a place that feels safe. Yeah. Um, and I think that that goes a long way. I, I picked up some of that stuff from um, from the Barefoot Investor when I was reading that book, and it talks about like a lot of times people don't want to talk about finances. It, it's a stress for them. It's um, maybe in some families it was never talked about. It was almost like a taboo subject. Yeah. And I, I thought it was just a really cool idea that they said to, to break all of that down. Go go and do a date night, but as part of the date night, it, like and not every date night has to be that, right? But yeah. just have like a regular event where you kind of you almost treat yourselves in a safe environment, so it's really disarming. You know, everything's sort of calmer and whatever. And just spend a small part of that dedicated to your plan or reviewing your plan. Simple. Yeah. Like I just think um, you know setting setting a conversation up for success is important as well, not just the content of yeah. that that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I guess it, and the other thing that I took out of um, the conversation with Cliff was about self, self-awareness and, and how um, we spoke about like how to become more self-aware and it's hard to become more self-aware if you don't know you're not self-aware because you're not self-aware, <laughs> which is kind of a bit of a crazy circle. But um, he just spoke about being more open to being self-aware and and more open to things such as, as feedback and, and stuff like that. Um, whether you think you are self-aware or whether you think you're not self-aware or whatever it might be, um, and whether you're right or wrong, like you might think, again, you might think you're self-aware, but other people be like, dude, you're not self-aware at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being open to to that stuff and, and being open to growing and learning and experiencing different things um, as much as you can, because if if you're not open to it, you ne- you're never going to be you're never going to be self aware if you're not if you're not open to it. Yeah. So it starts by just being more open to it and and really understanding, I guess, what it takes to be more self aware. And you know, like he mentions a few things in in the podcast, but um, yeah, it's I uh, I found that to be again another point that I. Um, can take in in my life, and it's and it's not necessarily only in being self aware. Like it, it's in in other parts of things, like being open to whether it's feedback, like um, whether it's you know at work or in at home, or again like in terms of expectation stuff, like being open to feedback from expectations that 
you know, you might hear something that that, that necessarily isn't like comfortable for you to hear or something like that, but it, it's going to help you grow and learn from that because if we're so closed off to, to things, again, they can build up in the background or, you know, you just push things on the, sweep things under the rug, like it eventually will, can, will come back and catch up with you. So yeah. but being, if you're being open to, to understanding more about who you are, more about who the people around you are, then the better, like I just, I personally feel like, the, and it's amazing, I've had different relationships, um, not necessarily romantic relationships in the, in the past where like some things have, again, like just, you know, you don't talk about this, you don't talk about that, blah, blah, blah. And then there's others where um, things, you, you know, talk about absolutely everything. And the ones you get the most out of are the ones where you, you're open and, and everything's out on the table and, yeah. and you just, because you, you, you feel safer to, to speak to someone about things, you feel more open, like you understand that person better. Like there's, it's just, there's le- you're not, there's no perceived threat because everything's just out on the table. Yeah. Like it's, and it's not about, like you were saying before, it's not like kind of bleeding everything and dumping everything on one go. Oh, it's no. just about being emotionally open and available. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 powerful. Mm, yeah. Definitely. So, anything else you took away from either of the, of the podcasts? I guess. Uh, no, I mean, not really. I just think like you know, the best thing to do is to go and listen to themselves or yeah. watch them if you're inclined to watch at the same time. Um, you know, where this is more about kind of what we took from it, and and maybe something you can relate to, whether you've already listened to them or you think maybe it's worth going back and listening to them now. But yeah. Um, the goal is not to be a short version of them. It's just no. to sort of talk about, you know, how it can be relatable to, to you. Yeah, and it's also to demonstrate that, um, like, how important reflecting is, whether it's on podcasts or, or learning resources that you've had or whether it's <coughs> whether it's in any aspect of your life. Like, we, we speak about, like, your four major areas of your life, but um, how can you reflect on, on all those things, for, whether it be your... Your mindset, whether it be your health and well-being, um, your career and, and finance stuff, or your, your family and, and relationship stuff, how can you like constantly reflect on all those different areas of your life to make sure that um, things are going the way you want them to? You, you're keeping that balance across everything, and that's also about looking at your life as a whole. Because if you if you individually silo those things, they might be working. Oh yeah, this is working well, this is working well. But then if they're not working well together, then that's that's the critical part. Is if there isn't the balance. Um, across all of them, then, then that's where things can start to tear other things down um, yeah. across the way, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, great reflection. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got more out of it again, and, and even just hearing how you've um, you've learned and, and grown from the stuff that, that presenting those podcasts as well, and, and, um, and then sharing some of my own stuff, so thank yep. you. So, guys, if you have a great story about resilience or adaptability or you just want to get in touch, just head to our website. It's theadaptabilitymovement.com.au. Um, there's a contact form there as well. So if you've got an interest in joining us on a podcast or you yeah. think, you know, you want to suggest someone you think would be a great guest, then by all yeah. means, go and do that. Um, and you can find all of our social media contacts and, and the rest of it there as well. Yeah, and like, I guess we're, we're really um, trying to spread the word of adaptability more. Um, so if, you got, if you're working in business, if you're, if you're, you know, in a school or something like that um, and you want to get us along like we do, um, a range of different programs which you can, can find on the website. So um, head there, you'll learn more and, yeah, get in touch. Um, sing out if even if you just want to have a chat about anything. Like let's let's contact and we're just trying to create a community of people who understand what it is to be more adaptable and and how that can positively impact their life. So for sure.